0: Rise Above, and uh, specifically this morning, we're going to be talking about rising above life's challenges. Now, it was a story that Tony Campolo said, and uh, it was a story told of a town where all the residents are ducks. Every Sunday, the ducks waddle out of their houses and waddle down Main Street to their duck church. They waddle into sanctuary and squat in their proper pews. The duck choir waddles in its place, and then the duck minister comes forward and opens the duck Bible. He reads to them, Ducks, God has given you wings. With wings you can fly. With wings you can mount up like eagles and soar like eagles. No walls can confine you. No fences can hold you. You have wings. God has given you wings. And you can fly like birds. All the ducks shout amen, and then they waddle home. You see, if we're called to rise above, and I believe we are, it'll take more than an amen to rise above. It's going to take more than just saying amen, I can soar like the eagles to rise above. Because we can say amen in this place, but then continue to waddle out of here. Continue to walk like we normally would walk without trying to see things from God's perspective. This reminds us of the passage in Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28 through 31. It says, have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all of the earth. He never grows weak weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless, even youths will become weak and tired, and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord—don't you say that? Trust in the Lord. Those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on the wings of eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Now, there's someone who demonstrated this real trust in God through every life challenge that came his way in Scripture. We know this man as Joseph. Not Joseph, the earthly father of Jesus, or Joseph of Arimathea, who shows up after Jesus was crucified to get the body. But they had to trust God as well. But here we're talking about Joseph in the Old Testament. Joseph had the rise above every challenge that came before him. Joseph, you might uh, have heard of this musical, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, tells a little bit of the story about Joseph. And this morning I'm going to give you a Reader's Digest version of this story, and you can read it for yourself after service, or maybe another time from Genesis chapter 37 through 50. It's a great read and it's a great story especially when you try to put, put yourself in Joseph's shoes. Now Joseph, if you're unfamiliar with the story, was a favorite son. One thing we know about favorite sons is that they get extra privileges. They get the extra scoop of ice cream. Maybe they get the nicer clothes. They get out, out of doing the chores while everybody else has to do them, while they watch. They get out of the work. If you're an only child, you just assume that's the way it's supposed to be. You don't know any different, right? Isn't that right? That's the way I'm supposed to do it. What's wrong with that? But what was wrong with that is that if you were one of the other brothers, you didn't like that your youngest brother got all the special treatment. And from the text, it seems as if Joseph had no problem reminding them that he was the favorite son. He even shared a dream that he had with them, that they would all one day bow before him. It would all serve Joseph. This angered them even more. So what did they do? They devised a plan. Joseph's father asked him to go check on his brothers who were out in the fields doing the work while Joseph was at home admiring his beautiful coat. And his father sent him out to check on the brothers. And they saw Joseph coming in the distance and they decided that they were going to murder him. And they were going to throw him in a pit. They were just tired of the same old story. They were tired of Joseph always getting the special treatment. They were tired of hearing Joseph's dreams about how they were going to serve him. And we know that calmer dreams persisted. And Reuben, one of the brothers, said, let's not kill him. Let's just sell him to these slave traders that are coming our direction today. So they sold Joseph into slavery And that was going to take Joseph far away from his dream. And maybe that dream, in fact, would be crushed once and for all. There's no way that dream can happen if he's gone. So how does Joseph rise above the challenges that he faced in his life? And even more important, how does that apply to us? How do we rise above the challenges that we face? Because we all know... Every one of us has faced some challenges in the last months. Whether those challenges had to do with health, with fear, with other people, with joblessness, with work, even if you were working, we've all had circumstances that we've had to rise above in the last months. And I believe that's what God is calling us to do. So how do we do it? What can we learn from Joseph that will help us to rise above in our current circumstance? and be able to get further than we ever thought before, even through what we're facing, even through what we're going through. The first point I'm going to talk about this morning is number one, don't let people determine your value. Don't let people determine your value. Whether you find yourself jobless or other circumstances around you, know that you don't need to let people determine your value. So the first challenge for Joseph Was that he was sold into slavery. And you know how much he was sold for? The Bible says 20 shekels of silver, about $20. Think of the message that Joseph's brothers are driving home to him. You are worth about $20 to your brothers. You are worth maybe $20. Maybe the slave traders get $25 for you. You're worthless. Imagine when we think about the things that we've seen in our world today and the low value of life and the worthlessness that many people feel. The worthlessness to say, you're worth about 20 bucks, I don't care about your life. You see, for Joseph, this was a huge setback and it was no minor challenge. He was taken from everything he knew, family and resources and of course the luxuries that he had as the youngest brother and being the favorite child and now he's a slave. You would think that this would crush the dreams of Joseph, the dreams that he had in his heart, the dreams that he held dear, the dreams that he didn't hold so tightly because he let everybody else know about them. But you see, Joseph didn't let people determine his value. He didn't let what he was sold for determine his value. And neither should we. We are valuable to God, regardless of life's challenges that we face. Those challenges do not determine your value. Sometimes we go through things and we think, God must not care about me. But he does value you. And just because you're going through that thing does not mean that that value or that love for you is any different. So that boss, that parent, that teacher, that friend, that spouse that you allow to devalue you day after day and speak those negative things into your life, don't allow them to devalue you because you are valuable to God and you are worth infinitely more than anything we could even think about on this earth to God. Now, I want to read some scriptures. We're just going to read through them. I I didn't put them up on the screen. But these are some scriptures that affirm your value to God. Isaiah 43.1 says, But now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the one who formed you says, Do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Isaiah 49, 16 says, See, I have written your name on the palms of my hands. Always in my mind is a picture of Jerusalem's walls and ruins. See, God has ransomed us. We are his. We are called by his name. He has written our name on the palms of his hands. Romans eight thirty two says, says, since you d- did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for all of us, won't he also give us everything else? He cares for you, whatever you're facing and going through today. Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good works he planned for us long ago. And the last passage, although there are many more, you can search them out. Ephesians 2: 4 through 5 says but God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins he gave us life He raised when he raised us when he raised Christ from the dead it's only by God's grace that you have been saved So how do we rise above God's challenges? We don't let others to determine our value because every one of us every life, here on this planet, is valuable to God. And because it's valuable to God, every life here on this planet is valuable to us as his followers. Number two, what we learn from Joseph is don't give up. You see, Joseph faced another setback. Not only was he sold into slavery, but he was sold into a life as a slave. But he had another setback. How many of you can relate to having a setback and then another setback and then another setback? And it just seems like they just keep rolling in. The story of Joseph should encourage you in this moment. Why? Because he was at fault for none of these situations. He did nothing wrong. They happened to him, not because of him. But he continued to believe in God's plan for his life. Being sold into slavery did not keep Joseph down. He worked hard, he became reliable, and he became a trusted servant. He made the best of a bad situation, and he proved himself trustworthy. And Potiphar recognized his talent and ability to handle the household, so he entrusted him with a leadership role. Often when we give things to God and we do things and we work hard, God blesses us for that. God entrusts us with more when we do what we've been trusted to do with what he's already given. And this household prospered for a season, but then there was another setback. You see, Potiphar's wife, she liked this young Joseph and accused him of doing something that he did not do. Potiphar believed his wife, and he kicked Joseph to the curb immediately. Go directly to jail. Do not pass go. Go. And do not collect 200. You see, he was being unfairly punished for doing what was right and what was honorable. How do you rise above challenges? You don't give up. You don't give up because you may be close to a breakthrough. Why? Because when you see this in the story of Joseph, God is lining up the next piece of your story. No matter what your story is today, God is beginning to line up the next piece. The story may not look very good right now, but God is lining up the next piece of your story. And we know that your story is many pieces. It's a journey. It's a timeline. And where you are right now is not what God has for you completely and fully. So what I want to encourage you to do in these next moments when you think about rising above is to stay positive and trust God. Even if you're falsely accused, even if People say things about you that are just untrue. Continue to work hard and make the best of the situation, trusting that God is in control of each circumstance. He has your back. And the Bible says if God is for you, who can be against you? And the third thing is don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. Yes, the journey song, don't stop believing. Some of you are hearing that in your mind right now as I speak. Anybody care for some karaoke? There's a song that I did for karaoke at the Murray and McDonald Christmas party. It was not pretty. It's hard to sing like Steve Perry. <laughs> Don't stop believing. See, though it may seem as this the dream that God has placed in your heart will never happen, and it looks like the chances are slim to none. Why? Because you're in slavery or you're in prison. Continue to believe that God can accomplish this dream in you. No matter what happens along the life. So here we think of prison life for Joseph. Man, if you've ever been captured by something. Something that's controlled you and held you bound. Something that's kept you shackled and in chains. Something that's kept you in a prison. There's a, a 90's band called Creed that talked about my own prison. Now, surely Joseph, at this point, being in prison where he's locked away, would give up on his dream. It's done. It's over. I'm in prison. I'm in darkness. This thing is over. I might as well just die and move on. It seems like everything and everyone was against him. Can anybody relate to that sometimes? But what does he do? He goes back to what he knows, he keeps working hard. He keeps trying to do the right thing, but he just can't seem to catch a break. He continued to do what he had done before that had brought him success. So he went right back to it. It brought him success before, so why not now in a different circumstance? So he worked hard, he proved himself worthy of trust, and he was given a position of influence, even in prison. And no matter what the challenges are, Joseph just continues to rise above it and not allow the thing to control him and push him down. Every circumstance that comes in his life, he seems to rise above it as if he was above the circumstance and situation. And I am sure that there were moments that he struggled with this. We don't read that in the text, but he's human. Joseph was not superhuman, there had to be moments where he struggled, but he continued to trust God in the midst of it all. You see, in prison, dreams come back into the picture in his life, but not quite how he pictured it. It wasn't his dream that came into the picture, but it was the dream of a couple of people that were there with him. The chief cupbearer and the chief baker. So they both had dreams, and they were looking for an interpretation, and they were wondering, what does this dream mean in my life? You see, dreams held quite a bit of meaning, at that time. And so they, they told their dream to Joseph. And he's able to interpret it for him. God gave him the ability to tell them exactly what was going to happen. And one was going to end up dying. One was going to end up being killed. And one was going to be restored to his position. So the chief cupbearer escaped death. And quickly forgot about Joseph. Until the king had a dream that no one could interpret. And this dream fulfilled another dream so joseph was brought out of that prison he was cleaned up he was brought before the pharaoh of the land and god gave joseph the interpretation of this dream about famine beginning to come and that they had to prepare and this is how they were to prepare after the dream they asked joseph what would you do and he gave them a plan so he gave them that interpretation and what did pharaoh do he put him in charge of everything put him in charge of the entire enterprise. He made him the CEO. You see, his journey, no pun intended, took him from being sold into slavery to prison, now to the palace. The interpretation of this dream led to Joseph's dream being fulfilled. And the story goes that the famine hit the land, and it hit hard. And Joseph's brothers were sent to Egypt because Egypt was one of the few places that still had food, and they needed to purchase it. And they bowed down as if they were compelled to make Joseph's dream come true, without even knowing who it was that they were bowing down to. The dream that Joseph had many years prior was coming to fruition. Yes, there were many curves along the way to get from where Joseph was as a favored son, a prince, but now his brothers were bowing before him. How do we rise above? We don't stop believing because God is the restorer of dreams. Don't interpret the challenges as being the will of God or as not being the will of God. You know, sometimes it's true. We think because we're having a hard time right now, we must not be in the will of God. But sometimes. God allows you to go through through things that are his will, that help to grow you, that help to stretch you, to help bring the fulfillment of the dream that he's placed in your heart. But many times, you're right where God wants you to be in that moment. Now, I want you to notice this morning that each point begins with don't. Now, it seems like a very negative message to begin with don't. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do another thing. And it seems negative, but that's by design this morning. You see, Joseph could not control his circumstances, but he could control how he reacted to each challenge. He could not control his circumstances, but he could control how he reacted to each challenge. So he could control the thoughts that he had, Not allowing the negativity to bring him down. Don't imply something that you should or should not do. Something that you have control over doing or not doing. So when we say don't let people determine your value, that's something that you have control over. When we say don't give up, that's something that you can control. You can't control what happens to you, but you can control whether you give up or not. And when I say don't stop believing, you can control. You're going to continue to trust and believe no matter what the circumstances are. You're going to continue to trust and believe God. Don't let people determine your value. You are valuable to God. Whatever challenges come your way, God is with you. And I want to encourage you over and over again. I want you to hear this over and over again. God is in control. Don't give up. Keep going. Do what you know to do because it would be easy to just give up. Don't do it. There is nothing gained by giving up. Work hard, gain trust, and God will reward you in due season because God is in control. Don't stop believing. God is with you. Even when Joseph could not catch a break, over and over again, people did him wrong. Yet he continued to believe. He knew he had a dream. He knew that if he just kept doing the right thing, it would all work out in the end. And this is how we rise above life's challenges. And if you know the end of the story, the brothers feared Joseph, and they feared that he was going to take revenge on them because of all that they had did to him, because they sold him into slavery, because they took him from his family, because he ended up in prison, all because of something that they did. And so they come before Joseph knowing that their father was about to die and that they were afraid that he was going to take that revenge on them. And in Genesis 50-20, Joseph says, You intended harm for me. You intended to harm me. But God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. Even through the pain of it all. Even through the setback." Even through the challenges of life, Joseph trusted that God had a plan for his life. And he began to put this whole thing together at the end. Anybody ever been on the end of this long stretch of all of this junk happening and get to the other side and go, oh, okay. I think I see what God is doing there. What God is trying to do in me. It doesn't happen all the time. But there are moments we can look back and say, you know what? I can see how God was bringing me through each and every circumstance to bring me from where I was to where I am today. And it all worked out for the good. So there was a purpose in it all. For it brought him from his father's household to Egypt. If they had not sold him into Egypt, that whole household may have died from famine. All of Egypt may have died from famine but it was there in Egypt that he was sold as a slave. And there in Egypt, he was put second in command of the entire territory. And many were saved because of it. Our counterpart from Genesis 50, 20 in the, in the New Testament is Romans 8:28, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and who are called according to his purpose for them we can be assured that there is a plan, that God has a plan for our lives. And that is how we rise above life's challenges. You see, you have wings. Go out there and fly. Don't be like the ducks that say amen, only to keep waddling around, seeing things from an earthly perspective. If you're facing challenges today, don't let people determine your value. Don't give up. Don't stop believing. God has something for you if you continue to hang in there. You see, all of these things require a relationship with a God who loves you and has given his son to die for you and for me. That's how valuable you are to God. The Bible says, for God so loved the world, and that the world is you and me, that he gave his only son so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life, have life eternal. So whether you're in the middle of life challenges today or you have made a decision to follow Christ and give your life to God this morning, I would like you to pray this prayer with me. You don't have to repeat it, but you can say it in your heart. I want to give you the opportunity to ask Jesus into your life or the opportunity to say, God, I'm going through a tough time right now. Help me to rise above it. Help me to rise above life's challenges. Help me to rise above what the negativity and the things that people are saying about me. Let's pray. Lord, forgive me of my sin. I ask you to be in my life starting today. Help me to see life's challenges through your eyes. And help me to trust that you are in control. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's all stand this morning. I just want to declare a blessing over you from the passage that we read earlier today from Isaiah. It says this. And if you want to receive it, some people as a sign of receiving the blessing, kind of hold your hands out and receive that this morning. Have you never heard Have you never understood the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth? He never grows weak or weary. No one can cause or no one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. And here's the promise to you. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength If you're feeling weak today because of all that's going on, find new strength this morning. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Amen. My charge to you this morning is to go out and soar and allow God to work in and through you this week. God bless you. Have a great week.